The saga of Buff Scotch the Cat. Seven. Yes, Squire. Oh, no. Esquire? Oh, I was going to say uh, Great Chongus. Like, because we're communist and cats are the only beings that can type. That can type. That's why I gave him Esquire. Right. So, yeah. But his Great Chongus is like, see, I don't know. It sounds more like it's better. I like, I like the Buff Scotch that he represents the collective collaborative process. One word or two? <laughs> two. I mean, one. One. Buff Scotch. Because otherwise, I'm going to be tempted to call him it sounds like a Scottish last, like a, like a made-up Scottish last name. Or I'm going to be tempted to call Buffy the Vampire Slayer. I mean, I have several nicknames for him already, like uh, Bufferoni. Uh, I called him the Buffmeister yesterday. So. Buffmeister, that's a great one. Yep, yep. Unfortunate thing is that when you're sitting on the floor and with Buff and you're trying to take a picture of him, every time you try to take a picture of him, he, he headbutt the phone yep. <laughs> because he wants you to pet him. He wants you to scratch. He's like, why are you doing that thing? Scratch my head. Here, let me get my head as close to your hand and help you. This is him. This is such a sweet boy. We'll we'll be able to find out. The there. struggle is real. Uh, just tell it and interject it. Like, okay. All right. Whatever. Cool. You're good. But. All right. <clears throat> All right. So this is the saga of Buff Scotch the cat. We had a cold snap. I want to say it was like no, wait, six, six weeks, weeks ago. Six months. Oh lord. <laughs> <laughs> um, hmm. and and this cat shows up. This this buff colored cat outside you know we figured he must have been one of from one of the neighbors or from one of the barns or something and but I went outside and sort of like you know kneeled down and I kind of expected him to just like run away and like not and that would be like the end of it uh and he kind of like eyed me he walks back and forth but like within like two minutes of me being like on kind of like down on my knees and being like hey he came right over and he let me pet him and he was like super friendly I think that night or the next day was like that really super, super cold, like negative Mm -hmm. double digits at night or something like wind chill. I don't remember. It was really bad. And so we let him in uh, to the dining room. We closed off the rest of the house so he wouldn't fight with the other cats. But We let him in just like to warm up and he attacked that food dish like no cat I have ever seen eat like that aggressively before like he like pushed it across the floor he's like trying to make his face one with the bowl (laughs) yeah and going after the bag and oh yeah and like trying to claw it open Mm -hmm. or whatever yeah very friendly but also like very hungry Hungry and bitey, I think. Um, he nibbled. He nib- I think John was the only. I think he yeah. only nibbles liberals. <laughs> he did not like John, I guess. I think he only but... nibbles liberals because he's never nibbled me. Uh, the most he's ever done is when he's. If I touch a no go zone, he like kind of. He like taps my hand with his paw, but like he doesn't even use claw. Mm. Like, I maybe mean, he just didn't like John. Yeah. Or maybe he was just like. Or, sort of desperate that yeah, yeah, he was just, yeah, he was kind of in a rough state. Not sure what to do. Anyway, so he hung around for a few days, and I don't think we let him in again, although he snuck in a couple times. Uh, and we, but we did keep leaving him food outside. Um, he would insist on coming in as you were. Yes, he would, he would wait by the door for someone, and he would meow at the door, like, very plaintively. Uh, like, please let me in, and we felt, I felt so bad. Um, and so it was because of that, because he kept clearly, like, he didn't have anywhere to go because he kept coming back to us and, like, meowing to be let in and stuff. Uh, so that was the point we decided to take him to the shelter. Uh, and I think we also posted at that point some in, like, the Laramie Facebook, you know, missing cat to see if anybody uh, claimed him or anything. Uh, so, but Archer and I took him into 
the Laramie Animal Shelter, which is the only shelter in town, and, uh, and you know, just explained it and, and, you know, we're like, we can't have any more cats, you, you know, we have too many, he doesn't get along with them. And, uh, and it wasn't until after we had actually surrendered him and they had taken him to the back and stuff that um, I, I was like, and you guys are like a no-kill shelter, right? And they were like, oh, well, we're low-kill. Uh, which is just a really cruddy euphemism for we put pe- pe- animals down when we put people down. <laughs> we put animals down when we run out of room. Yeah. Um, like, from what it sounds, that wasn't, like, super clear on their website. No, it's it was not. Like, when I was reading it, it, it like, said a whole bunch about how they, like, rehome animals and work with laws. Uh, but it doesn't, doesn't have... Uh, and then if you go and check on, uh, like, there's a list of no-kill shelters, like a database of them, and that is Laramie Animal Shelter is one of the ones that's listed huh. as, you know, not being approved as a no-kill shelter. Um, thought, well, okay, you know, he, he maybe they'll find him a home and we'll kind of keep tabs on him. And it's a good thing we brought him in because he ended up having a respiratory infection mm-hmm. uh, and he was on antibiotics in the isolation room for like a week or something or two weeks. I can't remember. And, uh, and and he recovered fully though. Um, and a few times we had stopped in to, you know, pet other kitties and just to check on him and, and a few different people we talked to, you know, everybody was like pretty noncommittal, but to different degrees, they were like, yeah, if we run out of room, he's been here the longest. He's probably the least adoptable just because he's like a tomcat and he hadn't been fixed at that point. And they were like, you know, we, we don't know day to day, like how, how it'll shake out. Mm-hmm. I guess at that point he had been renamed Chili um, <laughs> and was, looked pretty miserable in his little, um, uh, his little cage in the pound. He was fatter than uh, I think when he we first so saw him and just kind of, Blazing around, having trouble grooming himself, but still but very he can't, he can't lick his own butt because he got too yeah. fat in the shelter because there's nowhere for him to run around. So, yeah, yeah, that like little tunnel to the litter area would seem like almost as big as... <laughs> I know, I'm surprised he like, could, could get through it. Still very friendly when we yeah. visited. Yeah, we, yeah, and we visited him and pet him. And, and so at that point, I was like calling around to some different like shelters. I had a co-worker that had offered to drive him to Sheridan if they had room. There's a cat rescue there that's no kill. Um, and unfortunately, none of the none of the places that we we checked that we would have been able to get him to had space. And laws didn't have space. They they work really closely with the shelter. So if the shelter puts an animal down, it's because laws doesn't have a foster, can't line up a foster home for that cat. So um, or dog, I suppose, because I think they work with dogs also. But mm-hmm. um so anyway, at that point, we kind of just decided to take him back home and uh, foster him until we could find a good forever home for him. He's so lovey and sweet. Like, he's a really good cat. I haven't had, since he's been in there, he hasn't had any accidents that I can tell. Like, he always uses the litter box. Like, he's, yeah. he's just a good boy. Yeah, at first we, we kind of set up a little uh, area for him down on the floor, like p- pulled the curtains out so he had some <laughs> privacy, but he did not care about any of that or any of the toys. He just wanted to be petted and to sit up on the cabinet above the fridge and H- survey his realm. Hen's a um, smart boy. He can open and close yeah. a cupboard. 
Uh, so if there's a home where like there's some extra cupboard space and you can like does it, you know, he'll probably pick out his cupboard anyway. Mm-hmm. <laughs> like um, he really likes to, yeah, pull, yeah. get little, find, pick little hidey spots. Yeah, I think he's become more uh, adventurous and started claiming more of the room since yeah. uh, recovering from his uh, neutering. But um, yes. he's also very good about taking his pills. Is like oh. inflammatory. Yeah, it wasn't a struggle to give him the pills. Nice. I've known cats where you gotta wrap them up in like a oh, like a, towel a yeah, thing. like a burrito, burrito cat. <laughs> anyway, so he's doing really well, and now we're hoping that we will be able to find uh, him another forever home. I I really like mm-hmm. him. He he is a short hair cat, uh, so he does shed a fair bit. And if you have lots of allergies, like I do, probably. He's not going to be a great cat for you unless you just don't care. Because uh, I've known people that, like, would go get shots, like, once a week just so, you know, so they could keep their animals. I think it, I think it was... What did you... You you had that... Oh, the first one. It was, like... That was Buff Scotch Chili, just an amalgam of everything. Buff, Buff Scotch Chili Buff Scotch the 7th, seventh, wasn't seventh. it? For some reason, just because numbers sound important. Yeah. Like, sort of mocking those people with fancy pedigree cats that have, like, a lineage or something. I mean, it makes him just sound... like a street cat. We gave him a lineage, anyway. As regal and, and, yes. and fabulous uh, as he is. So, so I think his, like, full and official title now is uh, His Great Chongusness, <laughs> Buff Scotch Chili the Seventh. OBE. What's OBE? Order of the British Empire. <laughs> Probably got that at some point in his life. <laughs> yeah. In his mysterious past. <laughs> That's good. We so should... he, just, he just needs a home. Yeah. If you're interested in giving Buff Scotch a forever home, and you live in Wyoming, Colorado, you know, around here, or, you know, wherever, and you're not a creep, email Solidarity Collective at solidaritycollectivewyo at gmail.com with the subject line Buff Scotch. That's solidaritycollectivewyo at gmail.com. It's also in the program notes. Probably the, like, litter box and cat carrier and dish um, and water tower would probably want to stay or yeah. um, go back but uh, might depend on the situation too right uh, right how far they're coming and yeah. whether they need something yeah <coughs> scratching post could probably go if uh, they want it yeah we could send the toys with him if he's not that he's super interested in them but I feel like actually maybe we should, I'm going to bring a couple of these over to the big house and see if Kyra is in, or Leo is interested in them at all. Really? You think I shouldn't? Is that annoying? They're going to be batting it around in the middle of the night. I, uh, honestly, I've had, I've, whenever I've had cats in the past, I, those have been a pretty much a thing. So I'm used to it. They always just invariably get lost under the, oh yeah, under, under something. Oh, move the couch. There's like 50.